procrastinating about homework, backtalk, refusal to do chores, cursing. Most of the parents we speak with know something has to change with their child's behavior, yet they feel overwhelmed with how to change it and unsure of where to start. With this kind of uncertainty, it's easy to get stuck in a place of inaction and growing resentment. What's a parent to do? On today's podcast, we'll be going over four steps you can use to change your child's behavior. Written by Empowering Parents coach, Rebecca Wolfenden. You're listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Anna, for EmpoweringParents.com. When you have a child with behavior problems, sometimes a good place to start is by talking with your child about what's going on. Chances are, if you're feeling that something isn't working and you're tired of constant conflict, your child has similar feelings and may be motivated to change her behavior. But she might also be overwhelmed about how to do it. This is when it's helpful to remember that, as James Lehman said, good behavior is a skill, and kids can learn the skill they need by making it a goal to achieve. No matter what you and your child want to change, the process is similar. You pick a behavior, define the issue, plan a goal, and then create steps to work toward that goal. In order for change to happen most effectively, all steps in the process need to occur. Now, let's take a closer look at each step and how you can help your child achieve their goals. Step number one, pick a behavior. When we coach parents on the parental support line, we typically advise them to focus on only one or two issues at one time. For example, let's say your daughter's room is constantly dirty and messy, it's irritating you, and you're both arguing about it, as well as homework and bedtime issues. You can start by picking just one behavior, like keeping her room clean and organized, and make that into a goal. It's not going to be helpful to add in the other issues you're experiencing around homework and bedtime right now. By doing it this way, you're not feeling overwhelmed, neither is your child. For some parents, the behavior to work on first may be very clear-cut and easy to pick out. For others, it can feel like they're drowning in a sea of misbehavior from their child. It might look something like this. The day starts with a struggle to get your kid out of bed and out the door on time. Then you're dealing with calls from school about discipline problems in the classroom, battles with homework, and explosive outbursts, which could involve verbal abuse, physical abuse, or destroying items within the home. When trying to address so many issues at once, it can be difficult to determine where to focus the most attention to start to make progress. In this type of situation, we recommend prioritizing any issues that pose a health or a safety risk, like substance abuse, abusive behavior, or any kind of illegal activity. If none of these things are present, it can be helpful to determine which areas will have the most impact for your family when your child makes a positive change. Step number two, define the issue. Once you've decided where to focus your efforts, it helps to be specific about the issue at hand and then discuss how it affects your child. In the example of your daughter's disorganized room, it isn't very effective to simply say, you're so messy, how do you find anything in here? It's going to be more helpful to say something like this. When I look in your room, I see laundry all over the floor and thrown in your closet. There are papers, dishes, and books stacked on your desk and your nightstand. And then there's trash on the floor. 
It makes it very hard for you to find the things you need to leave on time each morning. What do you see here? How do you think you would benefit from having a cleaner room? Step number three, plan a goal. The next step is to plan your goal. What changes would you like to see happen and over what period of time? It's important to keep in mind that a goal is not a wish. It's a commitment. Many times, parents and kids alike confuse goals with what James Lehman called vague optimism. While it might sound good in the moment, these examples are not goals. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to work on it. I'll do it, I promise. Remember, a goal is a specific, measurable product of one's actions. Keeping with the example of a child's dirty bedroom, a goal might sound like this. I'll keep my room clean for 30 consecutive days. A clean room means that A. Laundry is either in the hamper or hung in the closet. B. Trash is put into a trash can and emptied at least once per week. C. Dishes are put in the kitchen sink after I'm finished using them. D. Books, when not being used, are in my backpack or on my bookshelf. And last, E. Papers are in my backpack, filed, or thrown away. Now, notice how specific this goal is. It really defines what a clean room looks like, and it's measurable. So that way you know when your child has completed it. Step number four, create steps toward the goal. The final step is to describe the action your child will take to meet this goal. Again, you want these steps to be specific and measurable. You also want to ensure that they're realistic, within your child's capabilities, and time efficient. While your child might occasionally spend a whole day cleaning and organizing her things, it's not realistic to expect her to clean her room all day, every day. On the other hand, it may not be realistic to expect her room to stay clean if she's only going to spend 10 minutes on it once a week. Again, it's about finding a reasonable amount of time that will help her work toward her goal. One example might be, I'll spend at least 15 minutes in the morning and at least 15 minutes before I go to bed taking care of laundry, putting away books and dishes, and emptying the trash as needed. Part of creating these action steps is also planning for potential obstacles. What might get in the way of your child accomplishing her goal? Using the bedroom example, what's the plan if your child oversleeps one morning or comes home late and doesn't have time to do the daily scheduled cleaning? If the bedroom is small or your child has too much stuff, you might also consider that as an obstacle to keeping it clean and organized. To help you work on developing specific, measurable goals with your child, we created free printable worksheets you can download based on your child's age. To access the worksheets, visit us at empoweringparents.com and click on this article. It's called Four Steps to Changing Child Behavior by Rebecca Wolfenden. If there are aspects you'd like to change in your parenting, you and your child can each fill out a worksheet and work on your goals together. Part of the discussion with your child can also include short-term and long-term rewards for working on the targeted issue as a way to stay on track and motivated to change the behavior. As you're coaching your child toward his goals or working on your own, keep in mind that this is a process. It's more involved than simply deciding that things are going to be different. Changing one's patterns of behavior rarely comes easily, and some setbacks are to be expected. As we remind many parents, we learn as much, if not more, from our failures as we do from our successes. The key is to learn what you can from either situation, and remember to keep looking for the small victories that add up to big changes.
You just heard the article, Four Steps to Changing Child Behavior, by Empowering Parents coach, Rebecca Wolfenden. Remember to download our free printable goal worksheets at empoweringparents.com. I'm your host, Anna, for the Empowering Parents podcast. As always, thanks for listening and have a wonderful start to your new year.